I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Father, we are here not because we want to be here. But we are here because you have willed it. And we are here because we need to be here. So, Father, in your presence, we pray that you will do for us and with us and in us that which only you, the living God, the love of our souls, can do. To the end that we may go with a testimony that the Lord God spoke to us, the Lord God touched us, the Lord God opened our eyes to truth, the Lord God blessed us. This is what we ask for in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning. I'd like to thank the leadership of the church for another opportunity to be here. I'm always excited coming to your church. My, your praise and worship no be easy. Hey! That was wonderful. It was so refreshing, and I am happy. You can always tell the health, the spiritual health of a church by the quality of their praise and worship. And when the praise of worship is good, you know God lives in that place. And so I'm happy to be with you this morning. Um, it's my second time coming here. I regard myself as a member of this church. So, so whenever you're talking, you can tell them, Uncle Bo White is even a member of our church. Um, one of my sons is with me. He's standing at the back there looking like an allergy. Bella, wave at them. Yes, that's, that's him there. Um, good to be here. My marriage, my worship. That's the topic I was given. And I'd like to begin by telling you a story of my life, of my marriage. I'd like to tell this story because it shows me to be a lousy husband. That's why I love to tell it. Me feel and that is why it is good to share it. It was the 80s. 1986. I had been married for three years. I traveled to Kumase on trek. And I spent a week in Kumase. I returned on Sunday afternoon. And the reason why I made a journey back on Sunday afternoon is because there was a youth drama troupe that I, I led called J Theater, and they met Sunday afternoons at three, and I wanted to be there. I needed to be there. Unfortunately, I got home, I got to town quite late. I got in about quarter to five a quarter to three, and I knew I had to leave for rehearsals immediately. Otherwise, I'll be late, and I'm the person who punished them for coming late. I was not going to be late. Remember, I've been away for one week. So 
I drive into the house, run upstairs with my bag, put my bag there and say, Florence, this is just to tell you that I am back in town. I'm going for rehearsals. And I tend to go. And Florence stands at the door and says, I won't allow you to go. And at that time, the narrow Christian in me came to life. Hey, this woman wants to stand in the way of my service to God. Oh, it's not going to happen. And she's standing there. I won't let you go. So, now those of you who know my wife, I'm sure it will be difficult for you to imagine what I'm going to tell you next. I held her by the shoulders and lifted her off the ground and threw her away. Lifted her from the entrance of the door like that, off her feet and Hey, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm being immature. <laughs> and then with that, I went into the car and took off. And all this time, I was feeling self-righteous. Devil woman. She wants, to, she wants to kill my fire. She wants to stand in the way of me and my God. No go happen. So I get into the car and I take off. I hadn't gone a hundred meters when the Spirit of God said, where's your wife? And I said, Lord, she's there. You will not believe what that woman has tried to do. She's tried to stop me from going to, to serve you. And so she's there. I've left her in the house. And the Spirit of God said, go back to your wife. And I said, Lord, you don't understand. I am already late for rehearsals. I've got to set a good example for your, for your children. I can't go back to her. When I come back, I'll deal with her. The Spirit of God said again, go back to your wife. I said, Lord, not now. Then the Spirit of God said, where are you going? I said, I'm going, to, I'm going to serve you. I said, okay. If you are going to serve me, and it is for me that you are making this trip, then I am saying, turn back and go to your wife. I saw for when I made many woe, I did a U-turn, went back home. Of course, when I went, Florence was devastated. It's the first time she had seen me react to her that, that way. She was totally devastated and she was crying her eyes out. I went to sit by her, apologized, and then one thing led to the other and led to the other, and the adults here, you know what will follow. If you do not know, you are a child and you shouldn't know. So, we finish and we are lying in bed. Somebody is asking, so how did you get into bed? No, I've just said it. Then Florence says, are you not going for rehearsals today? I said, ah, but you didn't want me to go. He said, no, 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 no. 
I have never said I didn't want you to go through Hezons. I will never stand in the way. I know how much that ministry means a lot, means to you. But it was not right that having gone away for a whole week, when you came back, you didn't even have a time to sit down for us to have a little chat before you left. That is why I didn't want you to go. I had missed you, and I didn't want to lose you yet. All you had to do was to pay me a little bit more attention. That was all I wanted, because I had missed you. Then she said, but you can go. Go now. And I said, well, it's probably too late. She said, no, it doesn't matter. You go. I said, okay, I'll go only if you come with me. And said, sure. So we quickly took our bath together and dashed for rehearsals. Also, for this is 1986. We got, well, are you surprised? 1986, We got to rehearsals, and Florence had been a part of that ministry before. They hadn't seen her for a while, and we get there, and she turns the whole meeting upside down. Everybody was running to her. Everybody wanted to share something with her, share their issues with her, because she had been the mama of the ministry for a long time, and they hadn't seen her for a long time, and they were all over her and things like that. 1986, I still meet people today who refer to that day. I still meet people today who tell me my life turned around that day. My marriage, my marriage, my worship. I learned a very important lesson that day. It's a lesson I wish all godly men will learn. All audacious men will learn. All men of God will learn. Unfortunately, they don't. Sometimes it happens that in Christian circles, the more spiritual a man is, the lousier he is as a husband. Because we hide behind God and do all kinds of things to our wives. We hide behind God and do all kinds of things to our wives. And we don't think that it matters. I learned my lesson that day. I learned that unless I can put a smile on the face of Florence I cannot make heaven glad. I cannot honor God. To honor God, I must make my wife happy. That's what I learned. And that was 1986. I learned that my first ministry, my first ministry to my wife and my home. If in that home, my testimony does not ring true and my testimony does not shine, it doesn't matter what I do outside. It doesn't matter what I do outside. The testimony must be in the house. My wife must be able to testify about how much of a Christian, how much of a servant of God, how much of the fear of God there is in me 
My wife should be able to, record, uh, to testify that. My children should be able to testify that. Every member of my household should be able to testify that daddy, we know daddy's convictions. We know he honors God. How do you know? Because we know she honors mommy. Would it not be wonderful if that testimony can ring in every home? In every home? A pastor is preaching. A Methodist pastor. His wife is standing at the door. And as people come in, she asks them, now you cry, why are you wasting your time? You are going to listen to that useless man. His wife. You people, why do you waste your time? You are going to listen to that useless man. His wife. I have said that if you want to know how good a preacher is, Watch his wife as the man of God preaches. Look at the woman's face. And not just the man of God. Mama, mama, I'm sorry. But <laughs> not just the man of God. I know he's a wonderful man. He's, he's a wonderful man. You can always tell. Not just whenever any of the elders are preaching, any of the deacons here are preaching, Sit, position yourself where you can look at your wife's face. He drops some truth on us, and the wife goes, hmm, hmm. We have made the worship of God mysterious. We've made it more sophisticated and complicated than it is. But it is very simple. You are married. Honor God in your marriage. Both men and women. When I was talking about the men of God, the women were so happy. But there are women who we, we, we admire in church. When you live with them, you curse God every day. Because who they are here is very different from who they are in, at home. Because they don't understand. That unless you honor that man God blessed you with, your prayers are useless. And that's what Peter says. It's useless. So there are people here Oh, you admire them. They dress very well. They sing very well. They dance very well. There's always this shining look on their face. It is for church. At home, their husbands don't want to hear about God. Their husbands don't want to hear about God. Ephesians chapter 5, when you pick it from verse 21 to the end of the chapter, God gives us some deep insights into, God, into marriage. I know that at weddings, we like 
to use some verses in that passage. Traditionally, Church of Pentecost, we have majored in wives submit to your husbands. We love that verse. We love that verse. Submit, oh, submit. We are forgotten. We conveniently overlook the fact that before that verse said, why submit to your husbands? In the verse before that, it says, submit yourselves one to another. The submission is for both of us. It's not just for the wife. Then it goes further and says, wife, you stick with submission. Husband, you go higher. Love her. In addition to submitting to her, love her. I'm sure some people are saying that's not spiritual. No, it will not be your kind of spiritual. But it's in the Bible. And today, I have come to advocate a different kind of marriage. I'm advocating a biblical marriage, not a Christian marriage. Because there's nothing like a Christian marriage. The models of Christian marriages that we have is a man bullying the wife with spiritual things all the time. That is not biblical marriage. Let's go and have biblical marriage. Because there are all kinds of marriages. Marriage is not one. Marriage is not one. The poor man's marriage is different from the rich man's marriage. Oh, that is true. The poor woman's marriage is different from a rich woman's marriage. When your wife doesn't need your money, she's a different woman. The girl marriage is different from the phantom marriage, where girls and phantoms are the same. The girl marriage is different from the shanty marriage. And it's different from the heaven marriage. And it's different from the northern marriage. So some of us, even though we married in church, even though we had a wedding in church, we are married like tribal people. We are not different from our cousins who don't come to church. And then we say, yeah, yeah, my dear. No. Once you come to Christ, you've lost the right of saying, as for us Ashantis, as for us guys, you've lost the right of saying that. Now you say, as a child of God, this is how God expects me to live. That is what it is. Then you have people saying, yeah, yeah, be be mum dear. Yeah, be be my mood dear. We in Africa dear. So why are we running away and going through the desert to go to the Europe? If everything was right about Africa, why do we admit the fact easily? That yeah, no, 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 We admit that easily. Our elders. Our ancestors did not know God. We admit that. And yet, we want to adopt their model for marriage. If they didn't know God, trust me, they didn't have God's wisdom for marriage either. Oh, listen. I'm not preaching not, um, a Western-style marriage. Because Christianity is not a Western religion. Indeed, Christianity reached us in Africa before it got to the Western world. 
Christianity is a foreign religion to both the white man and the black man because it is a heaven religion. It's a religion that came down from heaven. It is foreign to everybody. And that is why we all have to rise to it. That is why we have to live biblical lives. Some of you, shame on you, you are married like your tribesmen. Among our people, a woman does not talk to a husband that way. Really? Shame on you that you call yourself a member of the church. If you do not know, let me tell you something. This church is a sophisticated church. We are Krasinia. Look for somewhere else. Hey! A church that is biometric. The church is biometric. No! We are Krasinia. Don't come here. It's a sophisticated church. It's a sophisticated church. If you are here, you are either rich or you are going to be rich. That is the only two options. So don't come to me and say that, as for us Evers, this is how we marry. Shame on you. You are a Christian. You are no longer ever. You are a man of God. You are a child of God. You belong to the household of God. Where are you going to ever? You've left it. That is why tribalism among Christians is a shame. Because there's nothing like that. It's a household of God. And in the household of God, there are certain rules. Let's go for a biblical marriage. What does the Bible say? Husband, for me, what does the Bible say? Let the wife also decide what does the Bible say to me. It is not right for the husband to go and stand on the wife and say that the Bible says you should submit to me. You are bullying. No. You play your role. If she doesn't play her role, God will deal with her. It's as simple as that. The Spirit of God is capable of arresting every one of us and talking sense into us. And sometimes, if we stopped using the Bible to hit people's head, God will get a chance to speak to them. And rather say, God says, you, I'm your husband. The Bible says this. Then the woman comes, eh, God says you should love me as Christ loved the church. Is this love? Is this love? Eh, Yedin, shut up. Is this love? Also, there is an aspect of marriage that we don't consider very often. And it is this. Marriage is not for my sake. Did you hear me? Marriage is not for our sake. Marriage is not for our sake. The primary thing, yes, it, it serves a lot of purpose. It is a wonderful institution. Yes, God said it is not good for a man to be alone. Yes. But marriage is not for us. Marriage is for God to make a statement. There's a statement God wants to make anytime there is a wedding. Marriage is God's play 
to the world to show the relationship that would exist between Christ and the church. It's a divine plane. That's what Ephesians is all about. In Ephesians chapter 5, the wife is told, you are the church. Your husband is playing the role of Christ. It's a divine play. It's a play that the world was supposed to see, even Christians were supposed to see, and see this is what lies ahead of us. This is the kind of relationship that would exist between Christ and the church. And woe unto you if your relationship with your partner, with your spouse, does not underscore that. Because you see, can you imagine you getting a role in a play and going on stage to do whatever you like? The script says you are going on, this, on stage as an old lady. You decide that I don't want to be old lady. I want to wear short skirts and wear long, long heels. You stop, you spot the play. Marriage is a play. And this is the joy. This is the joy of any husband. A husband should be able to say, not to the world, to his wife. If you want to know how Christ will live with a church, look at how I am living with you. If you want to know how Christ loves the church, look at how I love you because I am playing the role of Christ. Hey, it's frightening to know. I am playing the role of Jesus Christ in my home. Angels and princi principalities and demons are the audience. They are watching. And I must honor God because God gave me that role to play. I produce plays. Plays that many of you have never come to watch. Shame on you. Antiso. And I assign roles to people. And when you receive a role from me, and you do not think it is a privilege and an honor for me to consider you among all the people I could have chosen, then that will be your end. You will never get another role from me again. Our next play, which comes on in November, is called Sex Scandal. I am using only six people. I have 120 standing members in my group. Out of them, I pick six. And then I have picked you, and you go on stage, and you say, I want to do what I want. Oh, you lie bad. It's not going to happen. And yet, many of us do not realize that the day we got married, God showed us favor. What does the Bible say? He who finds a wife... Not he who finds a good wife. He who finds a wife. Or yes, stubborn woman, no. Or yes, difficult woman, no. Or yes, whatever woman, no. He who finds a wife, as soon as she becomes a wife, what does the Bible say? You have found a good thing. Not just that. And you have obtained favor from God. Why? Because you've just been given a role You've just been casted 
in God's play called marriage. And you are playing the role of Jesus. That is what it is. And at that time, at that point, you would have to seek God's face to know how do I represent Jesus in my marriage? How do I represent Jesus in my home? How do I represent Jesus to the world in the way I conduct myself at home? I'm the head of my household. I'm the head of my wife. I am Jesus Christ. Wife, you see how beautiful the worship time was? The adoration of Jesus, that is you with your husband. How many wives here can say that that is how I live with my wife, my husband? How many husbands can stand like the Proverbs 31 man? You know, Proverbs 31, we talk about the woman, but there's a man there. He rose and gave a testimony about the wife. Many women have done well, but you have excelled them all. Ah, there is no more, no better endorsement than for your husband to be able to say that about you. But I know you are women. Women, when you corner them, they come with justification. But Uncle Bo, you don't know the man I'm married to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Play your role. Play your role. Woe unto us if we fail to honor God in the roles he has given to us. Marriage is God's idea. Marriage is God's idea. At the human level, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that somebody who is not my, my, my blood relations must become more important than any member of my family. Yes, including my parents. That is biblical marriage. For this reason, a man shall leave who? Hey, how many men have left their mother and fathers and be united to their wives? Ghana is a place when married people can say, Me fiaba, and you know the fear they are talking about, their parents' home, their village. No, when you marry, you have only one home, where your wife is, where your husband is. That is all you have. And then we come up with all kinds of foolish statements. Nonsense. The husband who fears God, who honors God, is better than a pillow. He's a banner. He's a covering. Why? Because he's standing in the position of Jesus Christ. You know, We've got to understand a few things in Ghana. Because if we don't understand it, we will make a lot of mistakes. And the first thing we need to understand in Ghana, if you're a Christian, is this. The spirit that runs Ghana, and there's a spirit that runs Ghana. That's a spirit that makes 
That takes the sense out of the mind of all our leaders when they get into power. They all lose it. There's a spirit that runs Ghana. Oh, it's true. When politicians leave power, oh, they become wise. They know all the answers to Ghana's problems. When they leave power. But when they're in power, I've had friends who have been in power, and sometimes I tell them, I can't recognize you anymore. And they'll say, Uncle, you, you don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but I can't recognize you. But the spirit, there's a spirit that runs Ghana. And if you don't know, I'm here to tell you this. That spirit that runs Ghana hates marriages. Ghana hates good marriages. Now, if you look at the fact that everybody is pushing you, Yanawari, Yanawari, you think Ghanaians love marriage. They don't. Ghanaians, the Ghanaian spirit does not love marriage, does not want to see a marriage succeed. But it wants to see misery. It wants to see pain. That's the spirit of Ghana. Ghana, the spirit that runs Ghana enjoys pain. That is why if you deal with a Ghanaian, he will make life difficult for you. That is why everything about us is, is painful. Ghana is a place where if the sponge we used to bath will not scrape your skin and hurt you, it's not a good, it's not a good sponge. No, it's not a good sponge. I do not know that. How many of you, when you were small, had a saw and your mother dressed a saw? How did she dress the saw? <laughs> no, Ghana. If it is not difficult, we are not interested. We must make it difficult. Look at schooling in Ghana. When you go to university in Ghana, you sweat. You sweat. Why? Because the lecturers are Ghanaians and they must make it difficult for you. It's a Ghanaian spirit. There's a spirit that runs Ghana. And Christians must be aware. And that spirit, one of the things that spirit hates is good marriages. Oh, they will push you to get married. And the reason why they are putting pressure on you to get married is because they know if you rush into marriage, you will make the wrong choice and then you will have trouble in your marriage. And that's why they are pushing you. All the ladies who are not married, that's why they are pushing you. They want you to be miserable. And you should be able to look at those foolish women's face and say, Auntie, I refuse to be miserable. So I'm not going to yield to your pressure. When I'm ready and when God is ready, I'll marry until then, shut up and leave me alone. But the spirit of Ghana hates good marriages. If you don't believe me, Dan Suman, you have a lot of traffic. This evening, go for a walk with your wife and put your hands around her waist and walk by the side of the road. A truck road driver, a taxi driver will knock you into the gutter. No, that's true. And those who don't do it will turn and say, Yeah, because I say, I'm going Listen, oh, the 
The driver does not know you. The passengers don't know you. But just seeing that beauty, that tenderness between you upsets them. Why? Because they are Ghanaians. I will never forget a situation. I live at Teshinungwa. And one evening, I was going home. And just across the street from the military um, academy, um, those were the days, I've lived there for more than, for about 30 years. Those were the days when traffic was terrible on the um, La Teshi Road. You could spend 45 minutes on that road. Now, I do not know the story of this couple, but when we got there, and you know, you could stand at a place and be caught, you could be caught in traffic for a long time whilst waiting for the traffic to go. So we get there, and to our right, we see a, a woman helping a man to pee. Helping a man to pee. She had opened the flap and was holding his kojo mensa, and the man was peeing. Listen, none of us know the man, none of us know the woman. We don't know what the situation is. But in the car before me, in the car beside me, people were so disgusted, I could hear what they were saying. Hey, hey, hey. And I was saying to myself, they don't even know this couple. They don't know whether the man has an illness, has a situation, or anything. All they saw was a woman showing so much love for a man, and they're angry. And they were upset. You know, the next time you go to a funeral in your hometown and you take your wife along, since you don't believe me, try this. In the morning, and I'm talking to the men here, women, you can also um, testify. In the morning, go and fetch water to the bathroom, because most villages, water does not run in the bathroom. Go and fetch water to the bathroom and go and wake your wife, your wife up and say, my dear, I'll fetch water for you. Please go and take your bath and see what your family will do to her. Wait, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Azofo, Azofo, come. Help me to understand why they are laughing. Why are they laughing? <laughs> I'm thinking that if you don't take care, they will say you've made the man. Could you be here? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your in-laws will be so upset. They will not talk to you again. And they will accuse you of being baye. They will say you pass somewhere with your husband. But is it not beautiful for a man? Because that's your hometown. It's not a woman's hometown. Is it not beautiful for a man to do that? Why don't we want it? 
your aunties who are angry that you've done that with your wife, if their husbands did that to them, for them, you don't think they would, they would like it? So why are they angry that you are doing that for your wife? The spirit of Ghana hates marriages. The spirit of Ghana hates marriages. But why? Because the spirit knows, that demon, that principality knows what marriage means. Marriage is God's play. And the spirit of Ghana has decided we'll spoil that play. We'll spoil that play by making people hurry into marriage when they haven't met the person they love. We'll spoil that play by making older, respected women pressure the young, unmarried ones, so they will marry everybody who comes their way. We would make life so difficult that people will settle for less and marry people they, don't, they know they don't love just because they want people to stop talking. Ah, P-I-W-C Dansoman. Can you make a resolution today that will never force any young girl who is not married to get married? will never ask any girl who is not married, when are you going to get married? You are, you're, you are getting late. Because it is the cause of a lot of the issues that we deal with in Christian circles. My marriage, my worship. It's beautiful to honor God in your marriage. Oh, it's beautiful. There is peace in it. There is victory in it. There is protection in it. There is honor in it. And one of my biggest joys as a husband is one day when, a, and my, my wife and I have always kept an open home. Our home is open. People come in there. If you want to sleep, you can sleep. And whatever you want to do, you can do. You want to eat, go into the kitchen. Whatever food is there, it's yours. So if you come to our kitchen and you see food, you'll think we are cooking for a dormitory because God's people walk in and out. And there's this young lady who became a part of our household. One day, she called Florence and said, I saw the marriage between my mother and my father and I swore I would never get married. He said, for my youth, I have hated men because of what I saw my father do to my mother. My mother was always crying. And I hated my father, and I hated men. I, and I had told all my friends from secondary school, as for me, I would never marry. Then she said, but I have been a part of your house for more than five years. I've seen the relationship between you and Mr. White. I want to have that kind of relationship. And because of that, I have decided I'm going to get married. My marriage, my worship. May God bless all the couples here. Are there couples here? Please. Married people, please stand.
if I know based on a church, this is one, not one of the Pentecost in Christ's same church where women sit at one side and men sit at one side. Or is that what it is? Aha, some catch them say, eh, you're crazy for us, i Eh, P.I.W.C. Bansoma, you're for. If you are here and your wife is here, go take her hand. If you are here and your wife is here, have you located your wife? And ladies, don't move. Don't move. The men will find you. Let the men come and find you. My marriage, my worship. My marriage, my worship. All right. Oh, I said all the couples, get up. I know say you've got some fans. Stand. Yeah, you and your wife. Okay. Are you holding your wife? I would like you to hug your wife. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now look into your look into your wife's face and say this after me. Silence, silence, silence. Silence. Say this your say this your wife. My dear, or use whatever term you use to call your wife. From this day on, from this day on, I am going to love you as Christ loves the church. From this day on, if you want to understand the love of God, look at my love for you. I would honor God in loving you. And I will make you the happiest woman on earth. To the glory of God, the Father, and of the Son.
right. Ladies. Ladies. Ladies, look into your husband's face. Now, whatever, however you call your husband, say that to him now. Either my dear Annie or whatever, go. From this day forward, from this day forward, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to cherish you. I'm going to make you feel like Christ in our home. I am going to give you utmost respect. And if I've offended you in any way, forgive me. From now on, you have a different wife. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, hold your hands and let me pray for you. Let, pray, hold your hands and let me pray for you. Father, behold your children standing before you. Behold the couples standing before you. It doesn't matter what your history has been. Today, we ask for a new beginning. Today, we ask that your name will be honored in every home, in every marriage, in every household here. Today, we pray for grace and victory to honor you. Oh, contend against those, whatever contends against our marriages. And fight what, against whatever and whoever fights against us. Let our love be manifest. Let your victory be manifest. Let your favor be manifest. And now, may the Lord God bless every one of you. May your marriages be sweet. May God bring healing into your home. The men, the husbands and the wives who are not well, today, in the name of Jesus, we pray for healing right now for you. For those who have lost jobs or whose businesses are struggling, Today, we speak life onto your businesses and onto your home. That poverty will never come anywhere near you. That lack will never be spoken of in your home. That there will be abundance and provision in your home. May your children become great among their peers. May they be blessed with great careers and great homes. May they know honor wherever they go, and favor wherever they go. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, give another hug to your wife and come back to your place. Now, listen to me. It is only it is only because I know PIWC Dan Suman and Yem Krasifuas or anything I can do this. Other Church of Pentecost, I can't do this. I can only do it in a place like this. And also, for I'm happy you built a kind of community and assembly that we can do this and demonstrate the power of God and the goodness of God. One more thing before I sit down. Those who are not married, please stand, men and women.
Listen, there is, there is no shame. There is no shame in being, not being married. The shame is in being married and it failing, but not when you are not married. So don't be ashamed of it. I would like you to come forward. is a blessing and we know that in this stage means that you have something great to do in our life you have not yet failed us neither will you fail you have never failed before and Lord as we stand before your throne of grace we ask oh God 
that your word will come true in our lives. We pray at this time that whatever you have destined for your children, may it come to pass in the name of Jesus. We invoke the spirit of the living God, the spirit of joy, the spirit of gladness in the heart of your people standing before you. Some are being hidden because of pain in their heart, because of disappointment. Father, we pray that Lord Jesus, let your joy, which is our strength, fill the heart of your children and let them be strong and let them be above every barrier in their life. We declare now in the name of Jesus that Lord, you open doors unto your children, doors of marriages, men and women that comes from you, people that will love your children and love them as husband, playing their roles in the name of Jesus. And we declare a year by this time, two years by this time, may it be said about your children that you have given them the needed husbands and wives. We believe in and trusting in you. Now faithful is your name and you will surely do it. Let your grace be sufficient unto your children. Even as they wait patiently for the great day. Strengthen them. Empower them to live their life as expected of you as Christians. Father, we thank you. We bless you for responding to our request. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stay where you are. The reason why I made pastors pray for you because he's your father. He's the father of this house. His pronouncement over your lives is powerful. And that is why he just prayed for you. But the Spirit of God is asking me to do something with you. All the ladies here, I would like you to say the following after me. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. You are not saying it. You are just repeating. Some of you are feeling silly. You are feeling self-conscious saying it. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I deserve love. I deserve love. I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of love. I am worthy of life. I am worthy of life. I am not inferior to anyone. I'm not inferior to anyone. There is no lack in me. There is no lack in me. There is nothing missing in me. There is nothing missing in me. God will come through for me. God. God will come through for me. God will come through for me. For every one of you who repeated these words, May God honor the words that have come from your mouth. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. For some of you for whom the name upon you is the one holding you back, may God sanctify that name In Jesus and open name. the door for you. For those of you from whom this is coming from the house, from the family, from the home from which you were born into, you have been born into a new home, yes, the family Lord. of Christ. Yes, may the blessings of God be yours. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
The men repeat after me. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of value. I'm a man of value. I am a man of value. I'm a man of value. I honor God. I honor God. And so God would honor himself in my life. So God will honor himself in my life. I will represent God to my generation. I will represent God to my generation. Married or not. Married or not. The world will know. The world will know. That my God is incredible. That my God is incredible. Because I will be incredible. Because I'm incredible. Let me pray for you, gentlemen. Oh, may your strength never fail. May your strength never yes, fail. May Lord. God renew your strength. Yes, Lord. May favor be upon you. Yes, may he open new doors for careers. Yes, may he bless you. Yes, Lord. That you'll be owners of company, employers of men and yes, women. Lord. Yes, Lord. May you become fathers mm. of men of God. Yes, Lord. Fathers Lord. of people who become pillars among their peers. Yes, may you be blessed. May the days of failure be turned around. Yes, Lord. May God give you new life from now on. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Now turn to somebody and shake the person's hand and say, God will come through for me and for you. God will come God through, will come for, through me for me and, and for, you. for you. God will come through for me and for you. God will come through for me and for you. God will come through for me and for you. God will come through. Jesus came to me and no one and no one can destroy. Oh, I have joy. young men who came here, if when I said, shake somebody's head and said, God will come through for me and for you, you didn't shake the hands of any lady, shame on you. I didn't know strategy, a strategy. I, I thank God. I thank God for the opportunity to be with you. Listen, the young people who are not married, I pray for you, and I'll continue praying for you. God would, God would honor his name before you. God would honor your faithfulness. God will honor your patience. And then the men, um, every now and then, do so small. Any young man who came up here, if you want to take any, any girl out, because you must take them out. From now on, if you are here, this week, listen, this quarter, my shows cost 50 and uh, 80 Ghana cities. For the young men here who want to bring any girl to our show, I would, I would let you pay 50 cities for yourself. So that you can take a girl out. That's how it began, so. Take a girl out. Peter Series. 
Also, for, you can arrange, you can tell them who they can pay to. And all the couples here, no, you pay 60. <laughs> but the singles, let us, let's give it to them for 50 cities, and then the couples 60 cities. Um, it's for November 24th and 25th at the National Theatre. And um, copies of my books are at the back there. Please go to Bella, he would help you. May God continue to pour his blessings upon PRWC Dansoman. Also, may God renew his anointing upon you and his protection over your home. And for everyone who is here today, may today mark the beginning of a new dawn in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. That is great. Oh, it's nice. I believe strongly every marriage is here is going to get better and better and better. And for the singles, this is... Uh, an announcement before time. Next year, first quarter, we'll be organizing a singles camp. Yes, we'll be there for three days. <laughs> yes. We'll be out of home to either PCC or any of the resource centers. And uh, Uncle Obo, <laughs> that period, you will come and be with us. Yes. And we believe by the time we come from there, something great will come out. So those of you who are working in corporate uh, institutions, begin to arrange. We'll fix the date uh, way ahead of time so that you know how to plan and fix your leave within that period. It's just going to be three days. And there's going to be that of the couples too. So we want to finish with the singles before we go to the couples one. And I know you will come. Amen. Uh, the book is The Perfect Couple. The Case of the Happily Married. It goes for only 40 Ghana cities. Very cheap. I've purchased mine, and presiding elder too has gotten one. So they have a lot there. Try and buy one for yourself, and the good Lord will bless you. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> 